0: Navigating Change with Shane and Mike is brought to you by, well, no one. If you would like to sponsor our podcast, send me an email at michaelwooten at mychristchurch.com. Well, welcome to Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. Across from me, Shane Bishop, my name is Mike Wooten. We're so glad that you're joining us for the show today. In this episode, we will talk about rethinking success. Shane wrote about this subject on his professional Facebook page. You can find more about it there. Just search Rev Shane L. Bishop on Facebook. Well, Shane, how are you doing today?
1: You know, Mike, it seems like a long time since we've done one of these. Yeah. Why is that?
0: Well, I think the reason for that is partly because I was finishing up my doctorate, my dissertation. Okay. That was part of it. So it became
1: a low priority for you personally.
0: Uh, that, and I don't know how much you like me. <laughs> so
1: I said, you know what, he
0: doesn't like me that much, yeah, right, and right. I'm doing this, so why don't we just take a break well, off uh, of those yeah, things?
1: Yeah, those are things to consider. And uh, <laughs> and you know, I'm thinking we last did one of these in what, 2017?
0: No, no, it was, it was definitely, well, it might've been 2017, (laughs) that's right. Was it before
1: the pandemic? It might've been. It might've been before the pandemic. It might've been, maybe Gerald Ford was president perhaps. He he may have been. No, but we really haven't done these in a while. I was thinking it might have had something to do with low listener response, you know, like, like not many people were listening. Yeah. The continued lack of a sponsor. I thought it might have be any it of those things, but as it turns out, it's just pure neglect on your part. It's
0: basically <laughs> neglect, I think, is what it is. Uh, I don't know how great the demand was. I know some people, uh, I was thinking that many, I know people are still listening uh, to these podcasts. So over,
1: under, three
0: uh, well, it, it could be over, uh, my, but they're listening to them, uh, consistently or over and over again. I did have one person come up to me and say, Hey, when are we getting more podcasts? Oh, they're disappointed. One person. I like it. I like it. Did you give
1: them something free, Mike? Uh,
0: no, no, no I wasn't. Okay. I was shocked whenever someone came up Yeah, right. Me Just threw that. you off. It, you didn't
1: right. know what to do. Yeah. I get yeah. it.
0: So Shane, we're talking about rethinking success today. Uh, what is on your mind about that?
1: Well, you know, one of the things that, that just occurs to me is that success is something that everybody desires, but it's not really defined. And I, sometimes I just wonder, the reason we don't ever feel successful is maybe because we haven't taken the time to define what success may look like for us. Yeah. So one day I was looking at social media and it's kind of what I'd call the new trophy case for success. You know, you think about this. I, I think that Ninety nine percent of all children of people who are on social media who play sports win because no one posts when they lose. Yeah. Nobody. I think there's a ninety nine percent rate. So if you want yeah. your kid to go pro. Yeah. Just be on social media because they win every single game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's the highlight reel, right? Social media becomes that. It's funny you say that because uh, I'm on Twitter quite a bit, and I will see highlight reels of uh, football players, high school football players, and I think, oh, these must be Division One players. And it's just like a second-string player that for some reason put a uh, you know their best plays together, which are not many. Uh, so everyone's putting out those highlight reels one way or another.
1: Well, in athletics, if you're good, you don't have to put out a highlight <laughs> reel. Other people are, are doing that for you. Sure. But you know, when I look at social media, the messages are pretty clear. It's it's I have friends, I'm happy, yeah. I have new things, my kids are talented, we go cool places, we are beautiful, uh, I work out. You know, it's kind of like the trophies kind of keep piling up, and and I think as people kind of post all this subjective <laughs> evidence of success, we tend to compare our mundane lives to their highlight reel. Sure, and I think it can get pretty dangerous. And then I think there's this temptation we all have. Well, I I wish I could post that. So we post things that are like that. And I think as it plays forward, Mike, it's kind of a pyramid scheme for neuroses.
0: All right, Shane. So you've written about uh, characteristics that successful people have that you've seen, uh, what successful people do. How about starting us off with a definition of success?
1: I'm going to throw a definition as the achievement of worthwhile ambitions. It's pretty simple, right? Yes. But success is when we have worthwhile ambitions and we actually achieve them. So it kind of begins the precise moment that we have to stop proving to ourselves and everybody else that we're we're successful. You know, the second you don't have to tell everybody how great you are is kind of the second you truly begin to become great. Yeah. You know, I always tell my grandson when it gets a little braggadocious at times, you know, (laughs) self-confidence is never something bishops lack. But, uh, you know, I'll say, does a bear have to tell people how strong he is? And the answer is no. Why? Because he's a bear. Everybody knows that bears are strong. I think when you stop having to tell people you're successful and you start focusing in on what are the worthwhile things in your life, some of that pressure gets off. I think it's a
0: good place to start. Part of what you're saying, too, is that success isn't a bad thing. In fact, for me, we need to have success in life. It's just a definition of that success, right? right? And I do think uh, some people, uh, for instance, like if you're thinking about a ball player, uh, someone may have really great skill in that, and they can get confidence from that. They may be successful compared to the other players. I mean, that's such a... Uh, uh, such a clear type of metrics where you can say who's successful who's not but there's also maybe a, a person out there who can't play ball boy and they keep trying to play ball they may not be very successful and so my point there is that they better find something that they can do and get some type of self confidence from and I think that will help them define success and maybe even saying this uh, people just have to figure out where their journey is going, not where someone else's journey is going. Right. You start living in, in someone else's journey, uh, you're never going to amount to any type of success in your own mind or even in the minds of others because you're living in a way that uh, you'll never be able to achieve.
1: Absolutely. I, when I was a young pastor, Mike, I uh, there were two pastors, and I kind of juxtaposed the, the two of them in my mind. They were older One of them had a large church. Uh, I think by all of the metrics that we would measure, pastors, very successful. Mm -hmm. You know what? Uh, Didn't have very strong marriage. Uh, Family wasn't great. Kids didn't turn out well. Uh, I knew another pastor who who honestly was was middle of the road at best Mm -hmm. in terms of success with his church. Wife adored him. Raising great kids. Uh, the the first pastor always seemed driven and distracted. The the latter pastor always seemed very content, and seemed to ha- kind of had the knack of of enjoying his life. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I I, be, I would ask myself, you know, who is really successful? Yeah. And and I guess at the end of the day, we have to decide what success looks like for us.
0: Absolutely. So what is another characteristic that you see successful people
1: have? Well I think one is that you can that success is something you can actually pursue. I mean I, I think it is not something that is a byproduct of something else. I think okay. it comes from clarity around what success looks like for you and then deciding what the best route is to it. So for me, Mike, one of the things I, I'm pretty observational and antidotal by nature. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I like to do is just look at people that I think are successful. Uh And develop some characteristics that I see in them. So, uh, if you want to go over a few of those, I I can tell you what I see in successful people. What do you see in successful people then, Shane? Well, first of all, they've defined success, they know what a win looks like for them. Okay. You know, what a win looks like for you may be different than what a win looks like for me, but they have defined what a win looks like for them, and then they go get them.
0: You got to find the wins, you got to rack them up. So Shane, what other characteristics do you see in successful people?
1: Yeah, the second thing I've noticed is that successful people just stay positive. They sort of have the ability to keep their head mainly in a good place. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I, I really, have noticed throughout my life is I just don't see negative people succeeding. And the ones I do see that have some success, it is so clear that they've that their attitude has brought their ceiling down really, really low. So the ability to stay positive, optimistic, upbeat, I think is one of the most underrated aspects of success. The third one is is the ability to be present where you are. I was doing a conference once and and somebody said, how do you balance all of the areas in your life, your family, your church, your speaking schedule, your writing and all that. And and I think when I was young, I would have answered that very differently than I do now. Mm. And the way I answer it now is that I don't try to balance. I try to be 100% present where I am. Mm. So if I'm at church, I wanna be 100% present at church. If I'm at home, I wanna be 100% present at home. So I think the key there that successful people learn is how to be fully engaged and fully present where you are, no matter where that may be. It
0: can be really hard. I know uh, last Christmas time, I ran into a a difficult situation at home. I came home, and for people who don't know ministry, ministry is intense all the time, especially when you get towards Christmas or Easter. And I came home. I was still in work mode. I was trying my best to play with Nora and Ava, my daughters. And Nora out of nowhere says to me, Daddy, do you like coasters? Do you like coasters? And I was like, and I just was not there with her. And I said, coasters? I don't even care about coasters. It was not a great comment. (laughs) Yeah, right. I was like, where is this coming? Coasters? I have no opinion about coasters. She just kind of moved on. Well, then Christmas morning came. And Christmas morning came, and Nora had a gift that she made for, uh, one gift for Valerie, one gift for me. She hands the gift bag to Valerie, and she throws the gift bag to me and says something like, "Uh, I made you something, but I know you're not going to like it. Oh, boy. I open it up, and sure enough, she made her dad a coaster. Wow. And, uh, you know, I didn't have much to say at that moment except kind of reflecting on I was not present. Yeah. Whenever she was first talking to me about coasters that day. My mind wasn't there yet. I wasn't present. And so uh, uh, it's, a, it's a, just a good reminder for me to do my best to stay 100% present all of the time wherever I'm at.
1: You know, Mike, I remember uh, back in the days so I used to travel a little bit more than I do now. There would be times I'd leave home. Things weren't going great at home. You know, maybe something's going on. The kids were still at home. And, and then I would go to speak somewhere. And what happened was I would feel so bad about not being at home that even when I got to my venue, <laughs> I wasn't particularly effective there. And then heaven knows I wasn't yeah. at home. You, right. you know what I mean? And yes. so instead of doing one thing well, I did two things poorly. And so what I've kind of had to learn is is just to sort of compartmentalize Things And I think successful people do have some sense of being able to compartmentalize. When something is going bad in one sector of their life, they're still able to be highly functional and uh, successful in a different sector.
0: Shane, what other characteristics of successful people have you noticed?
1: Well, they work hard at the right things. Hmm. I have a good friend who runs a string of insurance agencies, and he often talks to me about the difference between successful and unsuccessful agents. Yeah. And he said an unsuccessful agent may work 90 hours a week sitting in their office waiting for somebody to come in. Successful agents are proactive. Yeah. They, they may work 30 hours a week, but they are successful. So they work hard, but they also work hard at the right things. They're drumming up business. They're going in, getting it rather than waiting for it to come to them. I think successful people are also efficient. They, they often understand it's not how long you work, it's how smart you work. Mm. And I think that frees up, being efficient frees up our lives to have other things in it that add richness and add value. And with that first
0: story uh, about someone who's sitting in their insurance office working 90 hours a week waiting for someone to come visit, that just sounds awful. Even if you yeah. loved uh, your business, if you loved tried to love what you did, that just sounds awful. I don't know how you could uh, stay with uh, that career very long without just continually being miserable.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a very reactive life. Mm-hmm. And I, the, the thing I see with successful people is they live very proactive lives. They, they live intentional lives. They've thought through this. They're running an offense. They're right. not just waking up every day yeah. and hoping things don't go terrible until it's time to go to bed.
0: Right. and I think sometimes people need to actually take times in the year where they sit back and reflect. I did a, a spiritual retreat about two months ago. It's just by myself for a day, a day and a half. And uh, it's just a time to reflect and kind of reset and see what goals have been achieved, what goals are maybe unrealistic right uh, and and uh, it's just setting making sure you're on the right course and it's hard, but I can tell when I come to a point you know yearly or so that I haven't done it yeah, and, and so we have to have those times to reset as well. Shane, what else have you seen with successful people?
1: One of the things I've seen is is that they are risk takers, but they're not gamblers, okay a lot of people i think put a pretty low ceiling on their life because they're afraid to take risks and and i do think risk taking is a part of success but you can't bet the farm on it you right. know yes. you, you can't you, you can't take too many risks you yeah. you have to kind of know what that balance is but it gets a little bit back to what you were talking about about living a uh, a reactive life mm-hmm. I think part of the joy in life is just feeling like you're you're achieving something. You're mm-hmm. you're 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 trying to to better whatever it is you're trying to better, whether it be your marriage yeah. or your family or your career, but you're right. trying to better something. You're running some kind of strategy in hopes of things improving. And so I, I see that risk taking uh value in a lot of people that I determine to be successful. They're not content. To just say, ah, I'm just going to live a perfectly mediocre life. Right. I'm going li- to have a mediocre marriage. We're going to raise yeah. a mediocre family. I'm going to have a mediocre career. They're always doing something to better themselves yes. and to take that risk. So, would
0: a risk taker be someone who really is taking a an inventory of their life, what they have, uh, uh, because it sounds like to me a gambler would be someone who I'm not going to pay attention at all to my right. life. Who, who, you know, relationships. I'm just going to go out there and do what I want when I want and see what happens.
1: Yeah. Or you you bet, you know, you bet the whole farm on, you know, let's say you want to, let's say somebody wants to have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So a a risk taker may well make a decision, an informed decision and take some risk, realizing there could be some reward. A gambler goes to casino and spends their life savings and they end up with nothing. Sure. So the difference between risk taking and gambling, I think, that successful people know the difference.
0: All right, final characteristic for successful people. What do you got,
1: Shane? They want to make a difference. They just want to make a difference. I think true success is bigger than how much money you make. It, it's bigger than how high up the corporate ladder you can climb. It's it's different than uh, this kind of illusion of a perfect and uh, you know steam pressed wrinkle-free life that that people want to throw out there on social media. (laughs) But I think true success is is feeling like you're you're moving the needle in terms of purpose. Uh, Why did God put you on earth? And, And we as Christian people do not believe that we are products of random chance in an impersonal universe. We believe that we are created in the image of a loving God. We believe that that God has given us uh, gifts and hardwired us to achieve a purpose in this world. So success is moving the needle toward that purpose, fulfilling the purpose for which you were created.
0: Meaningfulness, right? About relationships, thinking about these bigger, bigger things. Well, Shane, any concluding thoughts about uh, the first part of these two episodes for what you've noticed with successful people?
1: Well, my two thoughts would be, first of all, uh, never mistake uh, what is in the window of a store for what might be inside. Uh, social media allows people to really dress up the the window of the store. And a lot of times I think... Uh, it does not accurately reflect, A, what's inside. But a lot of times I think we get a very stilted idea of what life should be. Life isn't always going to move up and to the right. And let me tell you something, Mike, and I, I'm, I'm sorry that you had to hear it here first, but yeah. you're going to get uh, older, not younger, and as you get older, things don't necessarily improve in every conceivable but way. My body will, right? Oh, of course. You get stronger muscle mass, increases fat, goes down. I mean, just normal things, you know, testosterone goes up. You know, it's just those kind of things. The, the second uh, thought that I, I really have about all of this concerning success and, and how we think about it is being successful Is living a life that matters it's leaving a legacy and being successful is feeling like that somehow in the difference in the space between you being conceived and between you taking your last breath that something good has come from life So I wouldn't get all caught up in the uh, trappings of success. I would focus very much on what does it mean to fulfill the purpose for which I was created, and what does it mean to leave a truly lasting legacy.
0: Well, thank you for joining us for Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. We would love for you to subscribe, share, and review our podcast. If you'd like to hear more from Shane or I, find us at Facebook or visit our websites, RevShaneBishop.com or RevMikeWu.com. We will talk with you next time. Make sure that you keep the change.